Namaste and welcome to episode one of the Cuddles and Cappuccinos 15-minute podcast. I want to start off by thanking you guys so much for taking a moment of your time to tune in with me today. I want to make these podcasts for the sole reason of creating a kind of journal for me and others to relax and rejuvenate the soul. So these podcasts are really made for you to pick up your cup of coffee in the morning and just relax and listen to someone chit-chat about their life experiences and maybe um, the techniques and things that I'll share with you will help you motivate um, you through your week. And that's really the point of these podcasts, to be able to share a little bit about um, my life and how uh, we function. So um, I want to introduce myself. My name is Jolyn. I'm 26 years old, and I am mother to a beautiful baby boy that will be two in November. Uh, Today is currently uh, September 12th, 2022, and I've been trying to make these podcasts for a couple of years now, and I keep deleting them just because I kind of find myself cringy when listening to them again, and we tend to always judge ourselves, and this time I'm just going to dive into it and start podcasting because I absolutely love the idea of podcasting and I've been wanting to do this for quite some time. So um, everyone has some kind of goal that they want to achieve in their life. It could be something as simple as growing a garden or something as big as getting a promotion at your job. Maybe your lifelong dream is to become a stay-at-home mom like me, but in the moment it's just not financially possible because I've been there. I've also wanted to stay at home when I didn't even have children. I wanted to become a homemaker. I wanted to make my home a thriving, comfortable home for my family when it was just me and my partner. Um, So me and my partner, we met about five years ago, almost five and a half years ago now. And we lived in a tiny little cottage. It was about 400 square feet. It was really small. And we then decided we wanted to build a family. So we had to upgrade. And we kind of went a little overboard when upgrading and bought a very large home. This home has six bedrooms, two living rooms, two kitchens, three bathrooms, and a very large laundry room. So for the longest time, we actually rented um, our lower level to some friends that um, were looking for a place to live. And we did the same thing with another set of friends that just sold their home. So we've kind of had some in and outs in our home. And so we took, um, once they moved out, we took the lower level and made it into a very large family room. But we still do have a little uh, bit of, let's say, rooms that are very empty. So that's kind of a challenge to be able to make that that cozy, homey feeling when your house is so empty. And that's something that I really want to share. Um, I know that not everyone has that problem. I know not everyone's not... Um, exactly fortunate enough to have all that space and I feel blessed I really do it's just um, it is surprisingly annoying to have all that empty space in your home it just makes the home feel so hollow and so empty Um, and I don't have the financial means to go ahead and buy a hundred grand in furniture and um, decor and stuff like that so you may already be a stay-at-home mom. You may be a homemaker, a working mom, or maybe you're just expecting a little bundle of joy. Whatever the situation is, I know how hard life can be. So these podcasts are made for you. Take 15 minutes a week, start out fresh, and I hope you will join me every week as I share my experiences as a homemaker and a stay-at-home mom. 
Maybe something I will share will spark something in you or motivate you towards your goal because that's, in the end, that's my goal. So to explain a bit about how I became a stay-at-home mom in the first place, um, so I've been a stay-at-home mom for over a year now, um, and it's not a long time, but I do have a lot to share. Um, I spend uh, most of my child's life in the beginning working. Um, so for those working moms, I totally understand you. Truth is, both realities are hard and both are so rewarding. Um, I have a passion for early child education and development. I graduated from a course in early child education in 2015. Um, after three months of graduating, I bought an after-school program in a school. At 19, I bought my first home and was running a business. So I did start quite young. Um, the maturity that I had at 19 was a little bit more advanced um, than others that are still trying to discover what they want. I knew what I want from a very, very long, young age. I knew I wanted to become a mother. I knew I wanted a home. To me, having a home was almost like having a little dollhouse. I loved setting my furniture in my dollhouse when I was little. Um, I loved decorating and creating those little cozy homes for my dolls. So when it came to having a house, it's so similar, um, just with real things and real people. And I found that was so exciting for me. Um, but after two years of working in that job in daycare, I was offered uh, a job as a language monitor teacher for the school that my daycare was in. For those who are wondering what a language monitor does, um, it's actually quite simple. So we promote the main language of the school. In our case, it was French. Um, by helping the children who mainly speak English and helping them transition to speaking mainly French as we were in an all-French school. So you will hear me stutter a bit when I speak in English just because um, my main language is French. We speak French at home. Um, although I was actually raised, I grew up in the United States. I grew up in Massachusetts, so I went to an all-English school and my main language was English growing up. Uh, around the age of 10, I transitioned to only speaking French. Um, my family was originally French. I was born in Atlantic Canada. I just moved very young when I was about three months old. So um, I had to do that transition also. And being able to help children with that transition um, when you had the same experience, it gives you an advantage of understanding what the child is going through. And I think it was just a beautiful experience all in all. Um, but, uh, during my years working with the school, um, we would play games, read books and prepare activities for them. Um, I prepared little events for the school also to promote reading and things like that. Um, I moved on to other schools and in the total, I worked in three different schools and ran a daycare on the side. In the summer, um, when school was closed, I ran a summer camp and organized weekly themes, um, and opened, uh, the schools to other kids in the communities aside from us to come play and enjoy summer with us. Uh, we ha I had the most amazing experience running that business. It was literally my pride and joy. Um, in 2017, uh, I should say 2018 actually, things started to bit fall apart. My grandfather, um, whom I was very close with, he was like my father, um, he passed away um, of cancer and I had to see him really suffer and struggle through that and that was a very hard time in my life um, to accept that to be able to move forward and um, accept the fact that he wasn't here with us anymore and my mental health um, deteriorated quite a bit um, 
it was one of my lowest points in my life and my partner who was my support was gone um, for training uh, thousands of miles away. It took almost a day um, in plane, by plane and it was um, on the other side of the country. So um, I was alone during that time and I found that really, really rough. And I started um, doubting what my life projects were and I started losing focus on my work and gaining interest in other things like nutrition and yoga and the wonderful science of Ayurveda, history, homemaking, cooking, sustainable living, and so much more. I found that the world was my oyster and I wanted more. As much as I did love child education, it just wasn't enough. I felt like I had many different interests and I couldn't do anything that would just have all of them in one and I just found myself almost miserable and um, during those years there was a school that was next to us that had a very small population and they actually ended up closing the school and all these kids were transferred to our school making the population of the school much bigger than it was and so they needed my classroom and I lost my business I lost my classroom I lost everything that I worked um, for since the age of 19 and I was absolutely devastated um, and losing my grandfather and having my my partner transition to another job It was just a lot of stress on my shoulder and that was a really low point for me um, But then um, I decided to try something else go into different jobs and different careers and um, I got the perfect little job and I know this might sound silly, but my favorite job that I ever did was um, work as a barista it was simple um, but I was so happy. It was peaceful, relaxing, and it was in the, the, the restaurant industry fascinated me so much. Um, so watching these cooks um, do their art and work and create, um, to create little joys in other people's lives, to me was just so amazing. And I absolutely loved cooking, so that was something that really fascinated me by watching their techniques and how they did things. Um, but about six months after... Um, being in the, that job, my life literally changed forever because I found out that I was pregnant. At this time, um, it was early 2020 and I lost my job because of COVID-19. I stayed home almost my whole pregnancy. Um, during that time, I started doing a lot of research on different subjects. I started falling in love with the art of homemaking. That was something that just interests me so much. Like um, when I started reading about how to make a house a home, um, it reminded me of, you know, playing with my dolls and setting up the perfect little home. And the idea of being home and serving my family was something that just pulled my interest so much. Homemaking is definitely not for everyone. Um, there's a lot of large community of people that are against it. They think that women should be at work. And because we fight, we fought for so many years. And um, let me explain a bit about how that kind of happened is a few years back, about a hundred years ago, homemaking was an essential part of every woman's world. Our job was to have children and to serve our working husbands. From a young age, we were taught to do things around the house like cook from scratch, preserve, grow food, and how to live sustainably. These techniques were taught as a way of life and a way to survive. These girls would then get married and the cycle would continue. And this way of living was not for everyone. Many were depressed and some great talents were lost. People could have become doctors, teachers, politicians, and they were stuck at home with children. They could have been conquering the world. 
But then there were mothers who loved what they did, the mothers that learned new skills to better their way of life, who wanted to create the best atmosphere possible for our children so that they could thrive in this world, the mothers who enjoyed raising their children and teaching them the world around them. We seem to have forgotten the, these women with time, but they're still here. There are women that are now miserable at a job that have to work to pay the bills or, or pay their, their living standards to be able to follow society. They cry in their cars when they drop out their children because another woman uh, practically raises their child so that she can work to pay those unnecessary bills. We've ignored women for so many years, but the truth is there are two types of women, the working woman and the caregiver. Once we understand this idea, the lot make, makes more sense. The main reason that there are two very different worlds when becoming a woman is mainly because of the women's right movement in the U.S. in the 1960s, 1970s. With all good intention, women really wanted equality. They wanted to be treated like men and have the same opportunities as men. And in America, I can say we won. Today, men and women in America have the same chance at education and employment, which is great. But during these amazing transitions, we forgot, totally forgot a group of women, the caregivers, those who were happy with how things were. Now we tend to judge them by calling them lazy and say they even have no ambition. We make them feel guilty for choosing to stay home because all of the hard work, work that women have done for them. But if we choose to see both sides, things start to make more sense. If women could come together and support each other, those who want to work, could be supported by the stay-at-home mom with cooking and meals and childcare and doing what she loves to do. The mutual respect of women is how women will thrive in society because women are like superheroes. We do so much in society today. Long story short, I'm a stay-at-home mom and I love it on most, on most days, but let's be real. I do question my worth. But most days I enjoy my cup of coffee in the bliss of my life because I do feel truly blessed. When I came across homemaking at the age of 23, I stumbled across other words like cottagecore, sustainability, minimalism, and started looking into child development tools like Montessori and the Waldorf theory. More and more new words were popping out, things that I liked, things that resonated so well with me. I learned that these things not only interest me, but millions across the world. If there are words that sounded a bit foreign, don't worry. That's what these podcasts are all about. For me, homemaking is the core of everything. It's been my pursuit to happiness, to live a more healthier and more fulfilled life. Homemaking is simple. It's how to make your house a home. Homemaking is the art of taking care of a house. And yes, it can be a heart, an art. But with everything said, I want to end this podcast here because I really want to dive in um, homemaking itself and what we can do to make our house um, more of a home. And 15 minutes has passed, so I really want to just make these podcasts really short so that you can tune in with me every week and not have to take an hour um, to listen to me talk um, to be able to benefit from these podcasts. Um so with that being said, I want to invite you to join me to my next podcast every week. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful week and a wonderful day. Namaste.